Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40 where we help women like you rethink your priorities to create a life you love in this stage of life. So what's a girl to do to change her perspective on life, to live with guts, grit, and gusto so she can have a full and long life? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, as one of my favorite listeners, I want to offer you a gift. It's a free life priorities audit. This eye-opening survey will help you take a closer look at seven key areas of your life, We'll assess where you're at right now and together create a plan to align your priorities today with what you truly want for your future. You can grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash audit, or just click the link in the show notes. Now let's rethink a long life. And today I have a very special guest that I have been waiting months to be able to introduce you to. I want to introduce you to my friend, Dr. Erica Miller. And the first thing I want to tell you about her is this. She is aiming to break the current world record for living the longest. And so I'll let her share about that in just a minute. But she is also living life to the fullest. She's a Holocaust survivor, an entrepreneur, a world traveler, a speaker, an author, And Dr. Erica now inspires others to overcome life challenges with guts, grit, and gusto, which is something I think all of us need. So Dr. Erica, thank you so much for being here with us today. I know you've had a lot of life happening, but let's start with that goal first. What is your goal for how long it is that you want to live? Before I answer that question, I must tell you, Uh, because when I was little, I was in camp for four years and in a concentration camp, uh, German Nazi, you know, in Ukraine. And I saw all those dead bodies outside the little window I picked. I was a curious little kid. And I thought tomorrow it could be me, but I don't want to die ugly. They look so ugly. I want to pose just before I die, okay? So uh, to me, still being alive, and I know that a girl is not supposed to give her age. Uh, in two months, November the 10th, I will be 88. Do you hear me? I cannot put my hands around it. 
because again, they're speaking about uh, the gift of life that keeps on giving. Because of the early deaths that I witnessed, I wanted to know how long can I stretch my life? Once I saw, maybe I can live till 30, 40, 50, whatever. So my last book, I have three books that I wrote. The last one made me international bestseller, chronologically gifted, living long and well, healthily to 123. Do you hear me? 123. Why 123? Because there was a woman in France, uh, Bonnet something or other. She lived 122 in 64 days. Uh, She lived and she had recognition. Her body was frail. I get it. So I decided that if she lived 122 in 64 days, I can easily lift 123 and be in the book of Guinness, whatever that book is. God, if tomorrow, if, if tomorrow I'm a dead, a corpse, so be it. Nothing I can do about it. But I already have a legacy. I have a voice. I empower, and I just Dracula and blood. When I'm talking to you or anybody, those listeners, hi, I'm full. I'm full of myself. Not a narcissist, but for me, I can share. If I can do it, you can do it. We are in the process of evolving forever. So don't tell me I'm too old for this, too old for that. And again, early you start to take care of your mind, your body, and I'm not being being excessive. Longer we have a chance to live because the new, the best news I can tell you, uh, there's already somebody born that is going to be able to live to 150. Because with the, you know, with the genome splitting, with you know all that kind of thing, but not just living long, living. With guts, grit, and gusto. Guts. I love how you say it, gusto. It's much better than gusto, like I said it. And I love what you just hit on, Dr. Erica. It's not about how long you live. It's about how well you live, right? So let's let's go back to that girl that was in that concentration camp. I mean, what an experience, right? And, you know, when you saw that you were going to make it beyond that, what were some things I, I love your, your visual of, you know, wanting to pose and, and in even wanting that beauty at that age, but, you know, maybe take us back and tell us maybe a story or two from your younger years of, you know, some ways that you started living life fuller um, because of your experiences. Um. Trauma does, you don't have to be in in camp to be traumatized. We all have, not all of us, but trauma. Four years is a really long time from seven to 11 to be in camp. It was a holding camp. Uh, People were dying for starvation and typhoid. So I had like almost like video visions. Uh, I don't remember faces. I have issues with intimacy, with closeness. My family, I'm very lucky I have. But I was damaged. But I'm not a victim. I'm not even a survivor. I'm a striver. And that equals the word resilience. I remember going on the train, a herding train, and all the screaming and crying, and me listening to the sound of the train. Dirty Jews, dirty, I entertained myself. I comforted myself. So again, so um, you know what? They're all similar and different. How lucky to be me. Because then Russians liberated us. They didn't get fast enough to, to put us in the crematorium. So, and then returned to Romania, the first time going to fifth grade and standing out. 
being in the, the Catholic school, looking around, is there anybody else that does not do the cross? I was all alone, but somebody had to teach me, you know, because I knew math, I knew physics, whatever. So my point being is, um, don't tell me because I'm Jewish, I have to die. That kind of grit. Don't tell me because I'm a girl, I cannot climb the, the trees with the boys. Don't tell me I cannot be married with kids and professional, all that. So I am fearless. So there were moments, like in the class in fifth grade, the teacher, you know, with the ponytail, very strict, with a stick, you know, asking, I think it was Newton's, you know, formula or something or other. And nobody raised their hand. And me saying, oh, my gosh, I know the answer, but then I'll make myself visible. What if whatever? So I, it took me a heartbeat and my need to show that I'm smart. I went to the board and I filled it out and she turned around. Look at this Jewish girl. She barely speaks the language because my mother tongue is German and it was Romania. And what's the, what's the matter with the rest of you? Cut. I don't remember anything else, but I knew that my feeling of like Tarzan, I could do it. So that fearlessness against odds, like then we went to Israel in the Air Force, girls just like boys after high school, if they go to high school, you have to go two years in the army unless you get married for girls. I did not need a man. They were traitors. Are you kidding me? I will go. And I was in the Air Force for two years. I could absolutely. So, you know, times like that, this reaffirming that courage, fear, you can be on the same, you can be sad and happy at the same time. So I have lots of same thing when I went up to Mount Everest two years ago, 17,000 feet with the, with the National Geographic. It's all on my internet. You know what? And I made it up there with all the youngins. I just came back and I ziplined. I jumped out of a plane in New Auckland, New Zealand with my granddaughter. My point being is, look at me. I can do it. Uh, life is in the process of evolving. It's amazing. And it's like, it's to be lived. And we, we can control life choices, but we cannot control destiny, which I resigned to. So um, I don't know if I answered your question or more. Oh, for sure. And that's what I love. I love being able to almost like sit, you know, pretending like we're across from each other over coffee and hearing your stories because I actually was just sharing about this today on social media about the excuses that get in our way when it comes to why we're not doing something. Usually it's because I'm too busy. I don't have, you know, the money for it. There are too many other things to do. And that's not even taking in some of the things you've already mentioned about life circumstances and, and people doing, you know, things to you and your family and, and putting you in those situations. So what was it that you think made you different um, than those other people around you that you haven't allowed your circumstances to define you, that you've just grown through those? Okay, really interesting. Uh, it, it is some part of the DNA trait too, because my sister, she was five years older than me. She was beaten down all her life. It affected her soul. What can I do? No respect from her family, never graduated high school. Um, my mother had nightmares of the Gestapo coming to the end of her life, although she lived at 82. It's a miracle that we survived. Mama, Papa, my sister and me. Wow. So, um, I had to prove something. And as a clinician, I'm a psychologist too. As a clinician, I ran 10 mental health clinics for 40 years. 
uh, I, I, I got it. Um, I was, my family, they're all uh, Austro-Romania, they were all blonde and fair. Uh, I was dark. My papa was regular, but I was dark. And there were gypsies in Romania. So they told me, I fell off of a gypsy, uh, of, a, of, a, of one of those wagons, and they picked me up. Uh, what a terrible thing to tell to a kid. I never felt I belonged. And I had to prove. And my sister was beautiful, but not so smart. The, the message was, and I am ugly, but really smart. So I kind of, I kind of put myself into, okay, nobody will get me, will understand me for my looks because I'm, I'm ugly, but I need to be smart and curious and all that kind of thing. So I had to prove something even before the camp. Never mind the camp, just because I'm Jewish. But my point being, that kind of thing is the resilience, we all have some, because remember, when people say, I cannot do it, my age is the fear of the unknown. You get it and I get it. It's part of our DNA, fight or flight, bend it out, freak. We all know that. But again, they're not our ancestors. The tribe is not going to come and take us over and a bear is not around us unless you live in hidden hills and you have coyotes, huh? like me. But it's a natural thing. So, um, you know what, having having a background that you're raised, yeah, you know, apl being applauded, having an inspirational voice of a teacher of somebody else, because it's really scary. You know, here you are in a heart with your dad. It sucks. We cannot control certain things. So I really get it. But we are speaking about life, is the mystery of life with all its imperfection. So I know I make a difference with some people, uh, having seen hundreds and thousands of people over the years in counseling. But again, it's not who I don't reach or you don't reach. It's who we do. Because again, we could really live if we take, if we are like ourselves, tomorrow is the first day of your life bullshit, no excuses, whatever. It's the excitement of the unknown. I don't mean to grow wings and to fly around, although maybe I'll, I'll walk on Mars. I don't know yet. Huh? Right. It is like, okay, it's a different chapters in our life. Yes. It's like you hear... I am in a different chapter. I always had to, you know, the, the, the day, the time I was a slave to my whatever. Now the time is my own. So when you say, let me there, let me there, I can pencil you in. So different chapters in life. So whoever your audience is, I beg of you, listen to my exit and voice. It's so exciting to climb your own mountain. I don't mean Mount Everest or Pichu Pichu. I mean something that you have thought now, wherever you are in life, you are where you need to be. But I'm telling you, the rush that I had when I ziplined, I just came back from Sundance. It's the first time. Yeah. <sighs> but the freedom, take me. So I beg of you, uh, because God's grit and, and gusto, God's mean courage. You need courage and grit personification if you want to micromail, you want to paint a bill, whatever. And gusto, be grateful for the moment in life. And you know what? You can do nothing. You're okay. But again, that zest of life. People want to be around me like crazy because I am positive. I'm, I'm high on life. My daughter's mother, you're like Mac Jagger. He's on drugs. I, I hope they're not on drugs. I'm high on life. And guess what? One more share. I don't know because time might run up because you know me. I can go on forever. 
uh, my script of a movie is is now being peddled around in, in connecting with producers. The name of the script is was a, apart from in 1960 to 78 when I was married with two kids and I decided I feel safe now. Went back to school. Eight years later, I had my PhD in psychology. Opened all those clinics. My husband helped me. All that kind of comedy drama. The title of it is Beautiful Death. Wow. What a great title. I cannot wait to see that, you know, and I love what you're sharing, you know, and I, I recently was talking about waking up with this grateful anticipation and it's this balance between being thankful for what we currently have, but not getting into this. I'm just going to stay in my comfort zone, you know, being willing to push beyond, which you have done. I mean, ziplining at almost 88 is amazing. And, you know, and experience those other things that life have to hold. And and my audience is that after 40 woman. And I think so often we let so many things keep us in a box, whether it's a career or whether it's raising a family and, you know, things that happen, you know, with our extended family, maybe it's, you know, just life happening to us or our own laziness of just not being proactive And what you're exemplifying is there's so much other life out there to live. So if someone's listening today and she's thinking to herself, okay, this lady's running circles around me. You know, Dr. Erica is living life with guts, grit, and gusto. What might be a couple of tips that you would have for someone who's, you know, who's, who's really trying to say, what do I want this next chapter of my life to look like? Okay, here we go. Um, the, the biggest thing is that if you are stuck, some of us, you might not, but you really don't know what to do. Because again, before we can make things happen, we have to have a vision. So what I encourage you, it's like, okay, what would I like to do? There's a lot of things you can do. And, they, and you don't, it doesn't have to be something magnificent. And again, um, zero in, and then how will I get there? All right. Mm-hmm. And and not be so cognizant of what people will say. Um, you know, what about this in comparing yourself to other people? Who are those people? Why do they think they know what you should do with your life? It's a new chapter. And you're the captain of your boat of your life. Just think of the power. And I'm saying it's overwhelming. Yeah, I'm not fake news. I'm an example. I don't suggest to you to jump and to do this and that. But my, it's all about you, not about me right now. First, you have to have a vision. What would you have liked to, but you didn't do it because of your kids, because your husband, your this and this and that. Something, something part of the community, something that you climb your own mountain, because we're speaking about, um, you know, but you cannot fix anybody else. As a parent, I have two kids and five grandkids. And my daughter is 60. I cannot believe that she's already 60. My gosh, I could date somebody younger than 60, right? When she is upset, I'm upset. When, you know, but again, not to live through our kids. What yeah. chapter in our life are we right now? Not giving up. What can be add? I'm a problem solver. I analyze things. So again, hear my voice and do just that. You don't have to do anything because scary, because we are stuck or we are not. We do already something. Joining, seeing what there is in the community. Do we want to join a class of suddenly painting or whatever by our own? Do we want to join a group? I joined when my husband died. I was married for 53 years. And then he died about nine years ago. I'm so sorry. He's still here. He was a good guy. But I'm glad I'm still here. 
So because he was the social director, I was too busy. I never had friends. I was too achieving. So I don't know, somebody suggested, uh, uh, you know, uh, UCLA has played with society. So I joined Plato Society, and it was pretty intimidating because it's learning forever. All those smart people, physicians and lawyers and judges. Uh -huh. And again, because I am so secure, I used to say, because they went into the some kind of all that, all that physiology and all that, whatever, Einstein and all that kind of thing. So I always used to say, when I presented, I read, and I presented, you know what? I don't really know much, very little. So please be patient. Don't, don't boo me out. So I was there for a number of years. So to me, I was part of the smart people again. And it gave me an outlet to, to community and communicate and engage because I live by myself by choice. I will never join. I will never go to a retirement place. It's good for most people. But my point being is it is like your sense in life assessing you don't have to be a researcher. It's about yourself. It's all about you. Selfish is good. Take care of self before you take care of others. Everybody matters. So do you. It's your turn right now when you hear me. Or I'm not Robin, so the guy, inspirational guy has been around a lot. I'm the female part of it. All right. What can you do in order to just get out of your rut? If you are in a rut, you might be doing. I'm not assuming anything. And then say, okay, see it. Is it doable? And then again. Fear is part of our DNA. Don't be afraid. You have to, you don't have to prove nothing. Do you hear me? It's about having fun and engaging. So uh, again, the study I had people that live long and well. Uh, yeah, uh, the way we wiggle. I've been exercising for 40 years every day. Ta -ta -ta -ta. I look so good. People are, are they faint away when they hear I'm 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 88, six, I I'm pescatarian, isn't that? But being part of the community. In Hebrew, there is a word, tikkun olam, be part of repair the world, be relevant, have a reason to get up in the morning. And every every voice matters, so does yours. I am absolutely sure that audience listen to me, my accident voice, I hope you understand me. I used to have a psychiatrist, you know, a supervisor, a legal psychiatrist, UCLA in a graduate school. He couldn't stand my accent. I cannot understand you. I hope you understand me because I, I'm as clear as I can be. To make a change and be proud of yourself, never mind all those people. You don't have to prove nothing. You have arrived if you're 40 and above. Are you kidding me? Cut. Mm, right. Anything else, anything else you want to know? That's fantastic. And that's, I mean, 40 is only a third of your goal. So think about, I mean, even at your, where you are now celebrating a birthday soon after this podcast, you know, goes live, you will still have another good 40 years. I say I have not one chapter left mm -hmm. and you have about two or three. So then I lectured the USC, my grandson is an attorney, but two years ago when he was his last year at USC, he wanted me to speak in front of the faculty at USC, all his friends. Are you kidding me? My kids, my grandkids are so proud of me. They parade me around like crazy. Who has a grandmother like me? So when I, when I, you know, I said, hey, you know what? You're going to do good. You're going to be attorneys. You're going to put the bad boys and bad people in jail and you're going to do good, whatever. But get, it's not getting there. It's a process. You could be dead by there. Do you hear me? Stop and smell the roses. Call your grandmother. Do whatever. So again, they lined up with me Celsius because he called me a bubby old lady. You were so relevant. What did I do? He says, well, you gave them hope. You made them stop and think. 
And it's like, this is the biggest compliment, especially for my family, for my grandkids, huh? So my point being is, it's like, yeah, it's like, you don't have to prove, you know, that little kid to have approving, you know, from your mom or dad. You're a grown up, approve yourself and enrich your life. I'm speaking about enriching it. Uh, anything new, and that's what, you know, you stay longer, you know, all that kind of thing is because adventure, anything new, the neurons are celebrating. Right now, I'm I'm high. I'm just like on drugs, and I promise you, I'm very allergic. I cannot have any drugs or anything, okay? So, yeah, it is new beginnings are exciting, and uh, my many favorites, you know, God's great. If I can do it, you can do it. You can do it. You what? Whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but you know, I, 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 I don't want to go in there. If you want to look in the front of the mirror naked, you, you're just perfect, just the way you are. You don't have to have anything else. Because again, it's inside out. Is there the excitement of still being on this earth? Life yeah. is so terribly short. Yes. And it's, I new, love, it's new yes, beginnings. I love your perspective on it and how you are, you are living this and you're inspiring others to do that because not everybody has that perspective and is looking at life, you know, with the fullness um, that it has to offer. And so because of that, you're experiencing a very full life. And I'm sure you have many, many more stories that you could tell. Um, so Only one more. Okay. Living in the moment because tomorrow we could be a corpse and it sucks. I have I have a casket already in the bottom of my bed. When my husband died, I bought one because again, such a beautiful piece of furniture. And my daughter and her friends, oh my gosh, it's not if it's when. So being remembering that meaning to life is death and it's not yuck. Someday we all will go there. We just want to prolong it. We want to be engaged and involved. But yeah, that's kind of a weird story. I'm a little bit weird. So I like it because everything. Everything is in order. So I can be in the moment with you. Yes. And that's giving you that perspective because too many people, I think, are just living like it's always going to go on. And so either they will have regrets because they didn't focus on the things that are most important or they never got around to those things that they really wanted to do. So I think you can have a healthy view of death and saying, I want to live full so that when that time comes, I don't have those regrets. No regrets. And I'm going to have like a wake or whatever. Uh, I'm going to have a party after the, you know, the uh, COVID is over. I have a home theater. I'm very lucky woman. And I have, anyways, I'm going on stage. I'm going to have the casket, all the youngins, men and women, men are people too. So I'm going to have a group of anybody that I know to make a case. I like to hear what you have to say about me while I'm alive. And again, take me with you because stressing, stress shortens life and everything is not a big deal. Unless you're dying, please be in the moment, plan for the future. The past is gone because it's all thing we have is the moment. So I have a casket. Wow. Wow. <laughs> love, love your heart. Love your perspective. And you know what? I often say this on the show. You wouldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for all those challenges that you've gone through. And the person who's listening right now, chances are you, you were not, you know, in the Holocaust, you were not in the concentration camp with your family, you were not in another country where you totally stood out, but we all have challenges. We all have these things that come up in life. And like we started this whole conversation out with, we have a choice as to how we choose to respond to those things. And if we're going to let them define us or we're going to let them grow us and 
you have chosen that and you are leaving a legacy. You are making a difference, not only in your family, but the lives of those who you touch and who hear your story. So I'm excited for this episode to get out into the world uh, and for others to hear your story. And we're going to keep following you because I want to celebrate that you know, 123rd birthday with you. I think that would be fantastic. Um, and I know you've got a website, which would be a great place for people to go. You mentioned um, the titles of your book. Would you tell us one more time the titles of your books that people can look for there? Okay. The first one is my life story. Uh, a Holocaust survivor, Israeli Air Force and clinician in the United States, healer. The second one I, I wrote special for young people. I lecture in universities, they all stress. Uh, don't tell me I cannot do it. Live audaciously in the here and now. And the last one is chronologically gifted, living healthily to 123. They're all on Amazon. Those are the three books. And yeah, I have a website. I have a YouTube. You see me talk. You see me jumping. You see me dancing. You see crazy me. So yeah, if you would like to check me out, and you will it will feast your eyes. Right. Go Dr. Erica, Dr. Erica Miller. And yeah, and take me with you because uh, you know, but it's scary. And the only thing we can do, it's never too late. I promise you, but never too late to start something new, whether it is whether it's you know, working out, whether it's joining a group out there, whether it's changing your eating forms, a friendship, you know all kinds of things, it, it is available for you, whatever your choice. Remember, you didn't have a choice when you were little, but now you're a grown-up and you're the captain of your boat of life, another kind of thing. It's true, you know, but take a chance because nothing you can lose. You don't have to do it quick. It's nice that it's not, <gasps> you know, fight or flight. You have time, have visions. Maybe I can do this, try it if you don't like it. How privileged are you to even be able to ponder what would I like to do when I grow up? Because you have all those chapters. I have a full chapter left and I see visions, a red carpet, uh, you know, being, I don't know if you know, Eli Wiesel, he was a philosopher, survivor, Holocaust survivor. I want to be the female of Eli Wiesel all over the world because the voice of reason, I'm relevant. I am not, I'm not a victim. Uh, you know, I am who I am because of it, in spite of it. So it makes us stronger. There are even our songs like that. If you yeah. live long enough, you, you know, atrocities, whatever. So new beginnings, I can tell you, the neurons, the whole system, the, the plasticity of the brain will help you. A new thinking, those those voices of the devil, you cannot do it. Da, 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 da. They can be offset. I'm not going to listen to that. Let me try something new. It's like a muscle. Any new behavior, never mind feelings, any new behavior will become part of you. Just if you want to have muscles, you have to work on it. Yes, so true. And you have just encapsulated what we talk about in this on this episode, on this podcast and uh, my shows is about living repurposed, taking those experiences, taking those choices and using them in a way that is going to not only inspire us to live fully, but allow us to serve others. And like you said, to help them and to grow in spite of those challenges. So I just want to encourage you, if you're listening today, to sh- listen to this woman's story, to follow her. I will put her link in the uh, in the comments or in the show notes so that you can go and, and check out some of her resources. Share this with someone you know, no matter what stage of life they're in. It's ne- like she said, never too late to hear these things and decide I'm going to live fully today and for every day that God gives me left on this earth. And I also drop a link down in the, in there as well for a journaling guide, you know, cause I think the first step is, is pushing pause. 
too often we're so busy, we're just doing, or we're just reacting to life. And then life just happens, you know, tends to get away from us. And so I've put together a journaling guide where you can pause, you know, pretend like it's your birthday, right? Or your unbirthday, if it's not your birthday today, where are you right now? And where do you want to be? And then, like you said, have that vision, you can start taking action towards that. So make sure you check down in the notes for those, those resources, and we will share those with others as well. So before we end, Dr. Erica, I always like to ask, you know, one quick little um, thing that you want to leave with our listeners before we go. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Without you, they would not hear my voice and all the other voices. So you are living with purpose and guts because I'm sure you've adjusted. It took a while. I don't know about your past or anything, but you have the voice of reason. So I want to thank you. I'm a storyteller, but without you, all the people that are listening to my accented voice would not have heard me. So I'm, I'm leaving you with thanking you. And it's win-win. I enjoyed you and you enjoyed me, right? Yes, for sure. I will lo- love, love to hear this. And I cannot wait to hear your feedback. So if you're listening to this, I would love to hear what's a nugget that stood out to you. Share that down in the comments because it may inspire someone else to live fully as well. So thank you everyone for joining us. And until next time, keep rethinking your priorities, keep rethinking your choices and create a life that you truly love. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.